Hello, creative, and welcome back to the Empowered Creatives Podcast, finding confidence between hustle and burnout. I'm your host, Victoria Hines, creative career coach, helping creatives just like you navigate those career hurdles. I'm thrilled to have my guest this week on the show, Genevieve Parker Hill. She is an international best-selling author, speaker, and coach in the fields of simple living and creative growth. She's published six books and has been featured in Elle Canada and Complete Wellbeing Magazine. Her and her first book was distributed to over 100,000 people around the world before she stopped counting. As a writing coach, Genevieve helps entrepreneurs, coaches, and inspiring leaders to get their industry-shaping book conceptualized, written, and published. A content repurposing expert, she's all about helping leaders save time by realizing that their book may already be written. Welcome to the show, Genevieve. Thank you, Victoria. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What do artists and creatives need to know is possible today? There's a lot of things that are possible. And one of the things I'm most excited about today is self-publishing, publishing books. I think people know it's possible, but it's kind of an overwhelming topic. And what's really exciting is that it can be really simple to write and publish a book especially nonfiction. Absolutely. What do you think contributes to the overwhelm that people usually hit? Well, there's so many, (laughs) I'm a little overwhelmed just, just answering that question. There's a (laughs) lot. It's it's writing a book. It feels like a big deal. It feels like a huge life accomplishment, like a bucket list accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And people think, oh, I need to get an agent and I need to get a traditional publisher and you can, people can do that. And there's also this whole world of print on demand publishing, and it's gotten so much easier in the last 10 to 20 years that the landscape today for someone who has um, a message they're really excited about or a story they really want to tell it, it's just so simple to, to do it. And I'd be happy to talk about, talk more details on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to dive deeper into your expertise just on this podcast. I know I personally would love to write a book one day and I feel like it's been a bucket list for me. I also have clients and friends and I know people who listen to the show who are currently in the process of writing or wanting to publish a book. So here's my first question for you. What surprised you most when you went through the process of publishing your first book? I think just how, once I got underway, how fast uh, it went. The other thing that surprised me was the topic that I wrote on. I never thought I would write on that topic. I kind of wrote it as a side project that didn't mean a lot or that wasn't like the main thing I was working on at the time. It wasn't the main field that I was working in. The topic of that book, it's called Minimalist Living, Decluttering for Joy, Health, and Creativity. And so it was just sort of a side hobby. So I think that surprised me. Um, And then how fast I was able to write it and how a book doesn't have to be that long to be a book. I think a lot of people have this idea that it needs to be a tome, a heavy tome, but it doesn't. I mean, to be considered a book, the numbers are kind of up for debate, but maybe about 30,000 words for a nonfiction book is a, is a great length for a book. 
That's amazing. Did you have any trepidations about publishing that first book? Yes, I think so. I'm trying to remember. It was a while back. Now I think it was like, oh, it was probably, yeah, I don't even want to think about how more than 10 <laughs> years ago. It was about 10 years ago. I remember um, being afraid that I wouldn't be able to further my writing career. I think I was afraid mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be able, I self-published and I was afraid I wouldn't be able to get a traditional publishing deal if I ever wanted to. And that turned out to not be the case, but it was a valid concern. It was like a lot of publishers at the time. I remember going to a writer's conference and, and someone telling me someone there like presenting on a panel as a publisher saying, I would not consider a self-published author. I would only consider a totally unpublished author. Mm. And that today is not the case at all. Mm Because now self-publishing is a way to prove that you have an idea people are interested in and that you can write a book. So publishers love it. Yeah, it's incredible to hear that the culture has shifted or changed around that, which is always, it's always the hard thing. It's almost like the culture has to shift first before the rules shift with it. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that they're they're seeing the benefit of I feel like it's such a great way of validating your work too. Um and you mentioned that this was a side project to begin with and one of my favorite exercises or best career advice I think I've ever heard is if you want a certain job or career path or you want to work for a certain company finding a side project that you can do that would speak to wherever you're wanting to go or the company you're wanting to work for can really boost um, your resume without you having to quote unquote, get that job to begin with beforehand. Yeah. I love that. I'm all about like, figure out what you want to do and just do it on your own. Like if you, if you really want to do it, just make it happen. There's things have changed so much in like the last 15 years for almost every creative field where you can DIY so much. It's very exciting. Absolutely. So I know before we, before you became a guest on this podcast, we talked a little bit and you mentioned having five simple steps to publishing your book. So I would love to ask you for all of the individuals out there who are listening, including myself selfishly, what are those five simple steps? Yes, I am really excited about this and I'm, I'd love to share the five simple steps And I am happy to get really into the details. I do coach people in this and I also do this for people, but I want, I want to give people all the tools they need for if they want to do it themselves, if they don't have the budget to work with me. And I, because I don't just want to be an advertisement, you know, I don't, I don't want to just say, Hey, work with me and let's write your book together. I want to (laughs) say here, here, if you want to do it on your own. I'm going to give you everything, all the information you need. And because I just get excited by the idea of people writing their books. Like if they have a book that they feel like they need to write, just getting it out there and publishing it, not just writing it, but publishing it because it's all so doable. And I know on this podcast, you talk a lot about mindset topics. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really wonderful and really important um, and the five simple steps that I'm about to share, they, they are not, they don't involve any mindset. So hopefully if you're listening to this and you're like ready to take notes, you've already done the mindset work. Like you've listened to some, uh, some earlier podcast episodes <laughs> about, you know, bringing the joy and creativity and all, you know, you're like, 
mindset is set to go because it's actually a really, really important part, as you know, to the Mm -hmm. creative act is having your mindset without the mindset component. You like, you won't be able to finish your book and publish it. So you have to be in that really uh, growth mindset or whatever you want to call it, like the creative mindset, the juicy creative mindset. So that's just a preamble. Okay. So the five simple steps and Victoria, will you jump in? If I miss, if you're curious about like a tool, I want to give all the details. Like I'm imagining the listener, like taking notes, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start tomorrow. Like, (laughs) or even like right after this podcast, like I'm going to start like, okay. So step one is make a list of 10 topics that you could monologue on easily for 20 to 30 minutes. Or if you're not a monologue person, if it's hard to just hear yourself talk, then these can be topics that you can have a friend ask you about where you're like, oh yeah, my friend and I, we always love to talk about this. My favorite. So these are going to be things like, oh, my favorite thing to talk about. If I just have two hours over coffee with a friend is this, this, and this. So like you pick a big topic and then you divide it into 10. So that's your, that's your step one. Just make a list. Make a list. So it's almost like the things that interest you, that you're passionate about, that you could dive into and maybe also research. Like you don't mind diving deeper into the rabbit hole. Is that kind of what you're hinting at? Right. You want to go all the way down the rabbit hole. And these 10 topics are topics are going to form the 10 chapters of your book. So you do need like, okay, a general idea of what you want to write a book about. And then, so these 10 topics are, each one is going to be a chapter of your book. And you absolutely want to just be so interested in, in all 10 of these, but they can be subtopics. They can be like subtopics of a larger topic. Okay. All right. Is that clear? That's clear. So one big topic and then 10 things about that topic that you could just talk about for days or dive deeper into. Yes. Yes. And you're going to be, so then step two is that you want to record yourself talking about those topics. So you want to have 10, about 10 different recording sessions. And of course it can be 12. It doesn't have to be exactly 10, but you want to have about 10 different sessions and you record yourself talking for 20 to 30 minutes on each of those. And I think 30 minutes is the sweet spot. Um, You can go up to 40 minutes, but I think on average, the brain starts getting tired after 30 minutes of focused thinking and talking about a topic. Mm -hmm. So that is step two. Can I ask a question? Yes, please jump in. Does it have to be the most like polished monologuing, like 30 straight minutes, or can it also be maybe like finding, finding your words and like sifting through conversation? Yes. Yes. You can, does not have to be polished. Okay. It can be, you can say, um, and, oh, let me think, let me pause here. And because we're going to polish it later, we're going to edit it later. That's a, that's a later step. And that reminds me of a couple things, which is because I like to give very practical tools and nitty gritty details, which is that um, most people's smartphones, you can get an app. Um, that's a great microphone. You don't need to invest in a fancy microphone, fancy microphone. I've, I've actually heard, I had a friend, um, make two, two friends make recordings for me. And one had a fancy microphone and one used her phone app that I get, I was like, go download this app called voice recorder. 
And guess which one was better? The voice recorder. Yeah. The phone, just the phone was the better, (laughs) better sound quality. I don't know what, you know, what happened with the other mic. There was some technical problems. So simple is great for this. You don't need it to be polished. It doesn't need to be recording quality or music quality or podcast quality. It Mm -hmm. just needs to be clear. And another note on step two is maybe I already said this, but you can get your, a friend. If it feels weird to talk to yourself in a room Oh, and you can get a friend to ask you about these topics. Okay. And my recommendation is just to keep it simple and have your friend say, what do you have on? So say your topic is creativity and you have 10 subtopics. What, and one of them is making space, making space. Thank you. Making space for work. So just to say, what do you have on making space for work? And then just to say, what else, what else, what else? just to keep it simple. Cause these are the five simple steps. We can get more complicated with our creative process if we want to, <laughs> but we don't have to. Um, and so that's helpful for some people because they feel it's hard to just talk to themselves in a room and record mm-hmm. themselves. Okay. I think we're ready for step three. I think we are. Step three is to take those 10 recordings and transcribe them. So you want text, you want to turn it into text. And you can do it yourself. You can listen and, and just type it out. You can be your own transcriptionist, which is really, uh, it's actually a really good thing to do. It just, it takes a long time. You don't have to do it yourself. You can get a service to do that. When you're listening to your own voice and transcribing it in a way, that's part of the creative process, part of the writing process. You'll, you'll probably be editing as you transcribe. So that's one way to do it. Or you can use a service and I recommend, and I use myself that you don't use a, like an AI. Cause I found they're just not accurate enough and they just miss too much. So I use a service where a human is transcribing it or I transcribe it myself. And I like gotranscript.com. That's the best one I found just in case people are like looking for a recommendation. This is not sponsored. Not that I know (laughs) we're not sponsored by GoTranscript, but it's a great service. And I love it for like affordable transcribing. If somebody opts into doing an AI version, so let's say they record on Zoom and use the transcription service uh, built into Zoom, or they use something like Otter AI, what tends to be the extra work required in order to get it to the level that um, paying for a little bit more of a service would provide? You just want to listen to it and make sure nothing is being missed. So I think that could be a great like bridge between the two options. Like Mm. you have an AI version, so you're listening to it and you're kind of comparing it as you go to your, to what you actually said. But with, with a human doing it, they really, they catch everything. So you don't have to listen to yourself if that's a problem, (laughs) which (laughs) totally it is. Sometimes I cringe when I'm listening to myself. And so so for some people, that's like a real hang up and they can't, but if you can listen to yourself, then that's not really a problem. Can you just listen? Awesome. Finding that right balance in your career is incredibly difficult as a creative. If you are lacking time, energy, or money to do the thing that you love, it might be time to figure out what needs to change. If you have no idea where to start, I encourage you to grab my free creative career audit. 
This worksheet will walk you through a process to help you identify what's bringing you joy in your work and what really needs to go. You can head to my website at www.victoriahines.com or grab the direct link in the show notes below. Alrighty, back to the show. All right, step number four. Step number four is to put all your transcripts together into one document and you probably guessed edit and polish. This Mm -hmm. is a huge step. It's the biggest step. And like the other ones, it can be as complicated or as simple as we want it to be. I really like to use Microsoft Word, but you can use Google Docs or any word processor to get all your words together. And you want to make chapters. You want um, a table of contents. You want your 10 chapters. And it can be really simple. And I love Microsoft Word because it works well as a tool with step five. <laughs> and so this is this is like a huge step. And I really would like it to not be a creative block for the person listening and like who's ready to start writing their book after this. Um, of course, editing your own writing is a big step. And I think it helps to remember that it's not as big of a step as staring at the blank page. You're starting Mm. with something, you have a first draft and you've created it fairly painlessly and easily. So you have a first draft. And so now you are editing and you're turning it into something that, that sounds like a book Mm. and really important to remember readers love a book that is written in a conversational style. So we don't want to change the style too much. We don't want to change the tone too much. People Mm -hmm. like, they don't like a um, 12th grade level or college level reading. Um, It's possible to write a beautiful book that conveys complex topics in simple language, in this kind of language, just talking to a friend kind of language. So don't add flowery language. Don't change things too much. I really think um, it's, yeah, it's possible to write a really compelling book in simple, in conversational language. What's your like go-to piece of advice for any clients who get caught up in the editing and like changing everything? (laughs) Like every single client? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say figure out what kind of creative producer you are. Are you the one who thrives on sprints, putting like renting a cabin in the woods for a week and just going out there and just being in your pajamas 24 seven and working on your book and and finishing the editing? Or are you like some of my clients where you thrive on, I'm just going to do 20 minutes a day before bed until it's finished or in the morning, or just like fit it, fit a little bit into your daily routine, figure out which one and don't have any shame or guilt about which one (laughs) is you and feels good to get it done. And then just set yourself, set, set it up and do it. Oh, I should, that reminds me that's to talk about like length, because I think having a, a limit limits really help when you feel like this could go on forever and I'm just Mm going to be stuck editing forever. So like set set boundaries, set limits. Say, I'm just going to work on an hour a day, or this one week in the woods is my week and it's got to get done. And it's just Mm going to be done at the end of it. It's going to be done. That helps me. And I think it helps a lot of people too. 
and do set like a length and word count limit to people, readers, books are getting shorter and shorter and readers really like a book that's like pretty short. What do you think is about the word count? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think 30,000 words is great. Books are getting even shorter than that, but for me, it doesn't, I don't think it can be called a book if it's less than that really. And I want people to feel like this is definitely a book and to feel Mm -hmm. very confident in calling it a book. And so for nonfiction, 30,000 words is, is a great target. And it also helps the other numbers that help are knowing how long it takes to read that book. So if you turn your book into an audiobook, for example, 30,000 words takes about three hours and that's just a good length. Okay. So if someone goes on a road trip and, and listens to your book, it's about three hours. Mm-hmm. You can go longer than that, but for your first book, we're keeping it simple. So <laughs> let's just stick with about 30,000 words. I love that. And that definitely rings true with, especially with the first book to use it as a experimental ground to just put something out there. I mean, I've talked with um, other people on this podcast about just getting that win. And I feel like yes. it could be the same thing with a book of a 30,000 word book or a three hour audiobook is that's your win. Yes. That's going to help keep you going in the very, yes. very long marathon. Unless you're, unless like this one book is the one thing you wanted to write and that's the dream. Um, but if yeah. you're, you're a long-term writer and there's other things you want to be writing, then that can give you the energy and inspiration to keep going, which I like. Yes. I like that advice. The win. I love that. Get the win. Yeah, totally. And most, when you get reviews, people will reader, often readers will think we will be happy. They'll be like, oh, I love that this book wasn't filled with unnecessary filler or fluff. It was, it was a quick read. <laughs> That's high praise. A quick read. Quick read. Amazing. Wait, so is there fifth step? That's step four. Mm-hmm. There is. There's five simple steps. We got one more step because one more. remember- Yes. We're (laughs) not just getting it written. We're getting it published. Mm -hmm. This is really, really important because if you just create something, but nobody sees it, well, why did you make it? I mean, I guess there is something to be said for just making it for you, but if you're going to write a book, you want at least one person to read it. (laughs) So let's publish it. (laughs) So step five is to publish your book. And I have a favorite way of doing it. There are a lot of ways to self-publish. But at the end of the day, if you want the most bang for your buck and you want it to be as simple as possible, you want it on amazon.com. That's where a lot of us buy our books, maybe most of us buy our books. And it is the largest, one of the, largest search engines in the world, if not the largest search engine Mm -hmm. in the world. And so whether you use Amazon to self-publish or not, you want it listed on there. So whatever service you use, you definitely want it on Amazon. So, and why not use Amazon? If, you know, they have the service, they have the print on demand service. And so you're going to go to kdp.amazon.com and they've made it very user-friendly very simple, and you can self-publish to ebook and print-on-demand paperback and hardcover now. They've added that. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And they purchased Audible. So they actually make it really simple to produce an audiobook after you've published. Mm. So I recommend doing first ebook, then paperback, and then audio. That's awesome. Would you, do they also just kind of curious about the audible side of things? Just also because I come from the acting voiceover world. Is it something that's encouraged for you to record that audio file on the side and then you can upload it to audible or do they also kind of provide voiceover artists or other people who could possibly record your book? Yes. For a service or fee. Yes, yes, yes. All of yes, to all, all of the, of the above. above. Okay. <laughs> yes, if you write a nonfiction book using this method that I've this method I've just talked about, then I recommend you voice your own book and you read it and you record it and you do your best. You that you do want to have a professional setup and mm-hmm. you create the audio files and they allow you to produce and narrate your own book. And there's acx.com, which is audible creation exchange, where you can meet voice talent. You know, there's actors and voice artists on there who can audition and you can, um, hire them to produce and narrate your book to record your book. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy. And I, I, this is where I always say, do what I say, not what I do, because I have only published nonfiction and I haven't narrated any of my audiobooks. And it's because after working on them, I'm just so tired of them. I'm just so sick of working on it and editing it and uploading it. I'm like, okay, let's just hire somebody else to do it. Mm. And so, but if you can do what I'm telling you to do, it's better. I mean, it's, it's, it's better <laughs> if you can read your own book, people want to hear your voice, but you can get, if you're tired of your book. If you're, if you're just tired of like working on the project and you just want it to go, <laughs> you totally can. Just want to move on to the next step. Just want to move on. Like, yeah. ugh, like after you've looked at it for so long and you've gone over and over and over, maybe just take a break and then do it. Yeah. <laughs> I always think I should do it, but I haven't done it yet. And that's okay. I've always said this to clients as well, too. If something is your barrier to getting something done. Even if the best practice is doing something else, like hire it out, give it to a friend, give it to somebody else because you don't like you want to make it as easy as possible. And if you're resisting it in any way, shape or form, sometimes it can help to dive into like, okay, why am I resisting this? What's what's going on here? How can I maybe make this easier? And sometimes it's just ready. Like you should just pull the plug and just say, hey, yes you're an expert at this thing over here. I'm going to hire you to do this because you're going to do it so much faster yes. than I ever could. Yes. Yep. And I think part of creativity is knowing that there are a million different ways to do the same thing and mm-hmm. deciding which of those ways you're going to do. Part of creativity is going how asking, how can I make this easy? What are, let's make a, let's brainstorm. How can I make this easy? And that is part of the creative process. So it doesn't mean just because one of those ways is to have someone else do it doesn't mean you're not the creative driver behind it. Like you're still Mm -hmm. ultimately responsible for what you produce and put out there. 100%. Okay. So as a real quick recap, um, like in one sentence, what are the five steps? Okay. All right. (laughs) Let's, I'm going to hold up my hands. Um, 
Is there a video element to this? I don't know if anyone's going to see this. I haven't used it, so they probably won't see it. So you're good. Okay. <laughs> my my five fingers, just just so you can you can do this on your the listener can do this on their their five fingers. So we've got list ten topics that you could talk about. Record yourself talking on those topics. Transcribe it. Put it together in a document. Polish it up, and then upload to kdp.amazon.com and hit publish. Don't forget to hit publish. Boom. Boom. Right there. You've just published a book. <laughs> 2023. I want to uh, receive an email of everybody who's published their book. Yes, me too. <laughs> listening to this we episode. both want emails. Yes. <laughs> yes. We talked a little bit about this before you hopped on the pod, but sometimes you hit, I think all of us as creatives, we hit projects where the resistance feels like something that we want to create something and the the drive is so deep that it's like, it's worth it going towards the end. But it, creating something, it's never, even though this is such a simple and easy process, sometimes it doesn't feel as simple and easy when you're in the process of it. It can feel new and hard and like a challenge and like a new mountain to climb. So how do you personally know when it's time to hold on to a project, to keep going, to keep driving, to keep pushing through, to keep overcoming that resistance versus letting go or in the more negative connotation, like quitting um, and putting it to the side? Wow. I wish I had a process for that. I (laughs) honestly, my honest answer is I'm going to try to answer, but I have no idea. And it's different for every single project that I abandon and or finish. But how do you know? I mean, because you can't finish everything. We shouldn't really mm-hmm. finish everything we even start. Starting is, I mean, I, I suppose there's some people who feel obligated to finish everything that they start. Um, and there's, but that doesn't seem healthy. So I think it's, it's, Wisdom is probably, this is wisdom, knowing when to quit and when to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of different sources of wisdom and there's what your heart is telling you. There's what your body is telling you. Mm -hmm. I have listened to experts talk about different body parts. Like they like listen to what your different body parts have to say, like, in partnership. Like what, what is your, what is your body telling you? Do you feel expansive? Do you want to take a deep breath when you think about this project? Or do you want to run away and hide? Like, what is your body telling you? And what is, what is, you know, I, I'm all about like also asking for advice, like asking people in my life that I trust, like, why did I start this project? Can you remind me, should I finish Mm. it or do I need to quit this project? Um, and then as far as once I've decided, okay, I really, I need to finish this project. I think what works for me is embracing the discomfort of that, knowing that it doesn't mean I'm not because something is hard and uncomfortable and I kind of want to like squirm in my seat and I feel itchy and hot. and like, oh, I don't want to do this. That is normal. Like knowing that that's, that's part of the process. It's not always going to be um, just creative flow. Where the hours mm-hmm. just fly by. Oh, if only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> and that's normal. It's normal. It doesn't mean you need to stop. It doesn't mean you're not doing the right thing or um, that you're not meant to write your book or do whatever project you're trying to finish. 
And then the final thing I'll say that really helps me with finish all of my books that I really want to finish for me, I'm visual. So having a visual tactile thing on my wall, that's like a vase. I fill up like a color in each day of writing, or I check off a box or I put an X in the calendar, like having something like that really motivates me. I can just see it every day and see progress being made. Those are the things I finish when I set something. I know that I'm serious about finishing it. When I set something like that for myself, I know I'm serious. So it's an environment thing, like set your environment up for success to, to help you finish whatever that means, whatever you need, make it to the finish line. I love that. Yeah. All right. My last burning question for you is what advice would you give to an artist who is looking to feel more confident in their career today? Well, I think confidence comes from action. So the advice would be take action, create something, and then you're, you're doing it. <laughs> and that's, that's like proving to the most important person you need to prove yourself to, your, you know, yourself. Yeah. So I think that's, that would be my advice is take a tiny, do something tiny, tiny, tiny. doesn't have to be big. Paint a tiny picture or start your book. <laughs> Make a list. Make a list. Of Write down topics. what you heard on, this, on these topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think action is the best way to build confidence. Mm, I love that. I want to say one more thing. Can I, sorry, I just thought of one more thing that I think is really important to confidence, which is that you do need people in your life who are encouraging you. And, and for whatever reason, some people in our lives will be negative and it might be they're jealous or who knows what's going on with them. But I think, I think the, the other advice that's really important is just be careful who you talk to about what creative projects you're working on and make sure that you're getting, you're talking to people who it's part of their purpose in life to be kind and encouraging because I think it can really damage your confidence as an artist to to hear negative, um, discouraging things like, uh, you shouldn't like, why, why, you know, whatever, whatever the negative stuff is. Right. Um, so I know everybody has really positive people in their lives and then maybe people that you just, you can't trust with certain mm-hmm. information. So I think that's just like, know who to talk to and do share it. Cause I think we do need each other to say, you can do this, keep going, but just know, make sure you trust the people you tell. Mm, love that. All right, Genevieve, how can we keep in touch with you? Okay. I have a website, GenevieveParkerHill.com. And you can go there. You can find my email there. You can also download my free checklist, 10 things to know before you write your first book, which is helpful and hopefully encouraging. (laughs) Yeah. Please reach out, email me, get in touch. I would love an email from you. Awesome. All those uh, links will be in the show notes below. Thank you, Genevieve, for coming on the show today. You're so welcome, Victoria. Thanks for having me. All right, creative, here's your one thing this week. If you've been dying to write a book one day, today's your day to start. Step number one from the Genevieve Parker Hill method is your one thing this week. I want you to make a list of 10 topics that you could speak to for 20 to 30 minutes. 
Remember that these topics should all fall into a larger umbrella topic that you might like to write a book about one day. Furthermore, I want you to keep that list somewhere where you won't forget it, such as the home screen of your computer, a note list, or a labeled file in your drive, or even on your bedside table. That's your very first step to writing your book. All right, creative, if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and until the next time, stay creative.